Welcome, everybody, to FanStream Sports, powered by DSP Media. This is the Fighting Irish Day Blitz, and I'm your host, Rob Fedoff, also known as RPT. You can find me on X at PFedoff. This is episode 129, but first things first, head over to our website at fanstreamsports.com. Please feel free to share that with your friends and family. This episode will be the men's basketball recap for the month of February. What a change from January. We'll get into the specifics uh, soon, but I first wanted to mention, I didn't mention this in January. I'm big into free throw percentage. I didn't mention their free throw percentage for January. And I didn't also mention, even though it was a rough month, how close we are in these games and our average margin of defeat. So let me just mention this really quick. For the month of January, our free throw percentage was only 68%, plus around anywhere from 15 to 17 turnovers per game. We went one and seven for January. However, of those seven defeats, the average margin of defeat was only eight points. I'll say that again. The average margin of defeat for January was only eight points. I always keep saying if you just spot us eight to 10 points, we have a lot more wins than losses. I know you can't do that, but we're, despite the struggles we've had this year, we're in pretty much every single game. Uh, and the free throw percentage, you take away the turnovers, the free throw percentage. We probably, go, we probably do not go 1-7 in, in, in the month of January. However, let's talk February. Not just wins and losses were better, but overall, we'll do a comparison a little bit later. Uh, we went 4-3 and three for the month. You say, well, that's barely over 500. For this team, that's pretty damn good. You lose 98% of your team from last year. Uh, new coach. It's pretty much all freshmen and sophomores. True first-year players. That's a hell of an accomplishment for Coach Shrewsbury and crew right there. Uh, we currently stand at 11 and 17 and 6 and 11 in the ACC. That's 12th in the ACC out of 15 teams. I know that doesn't seem great, but a lot of people are picking Notre Dame to be dead last this year in the ACC. And uh, I, I said before, 10 and 20, I'd be shocked if we got to that. But that was a goal of mine for this team. Already 11 and 17. One more victory than what I predicted. This team has made leaps and bounds in this month. So before that, though, we had a seven-game losing streak uh, going from January into February. So let's get into the schedule right now, and you'll see a common theme here. So to me, my opinion, why we're starting to win these games, not just because we're getting more experience. So we started at Pitt, a 70-60 loss. We had uh, 10 turnovers in that game. At Duke, we lost 71-53. to However, you think, oh, we got killed in that game by 18 points. The majority of that game was an 8-10 to point deficit throughout the, throughout the game. However, we had 15 turnovers in that game. Finally, we break the seven-game losing streak. At home against Virginia Tech, we went 74-66. to But here's the thing, only eight turnovers. Then we have Georgia Tech at home. 58-55 to win. Only six turnovers. At Louisville. We win 72 to 50 in a away game, ACC game. I know Louisville's terrible, but for this team to win by 22 points on the road speaks volumes. How many turnovers? Only seven. So in these three wins, we have a three-game winning streak. We have eight turnovers, six turnovers, and seven turnovers. So if we go below 10 turnovers, there's a pretty damn good chance we're winning this game. Then we go at Syracuse. We trail by 29 points in the first half. And it's not looking good. We just look totally mismatched. The total mismatch throughout the game. It's Jim Bayheim day at Syracuse. They're honoring him. And just everything's stacked against us. 
we end up cutting the lead at halftime. I believe it's, uh, we end up cutting it by, it's less than 20 points. We end up only losing this game 88 to 85. We have two chances at the end uh, to hit a three-pointer to tie the game and go into overtime. We do not do that. But here's the thing. We had 17 turnovers in that game. We're back to being over 10. If you take away those turnovers, we probably win this game. Uh, and it's, I don't want to say it's not close, but, you know, it's five to, let's say, 10 points. Because except for that 29-point drought that we had where we were down by 29 points, we pretty much uh, held our own during this game and uh, took control of the game. And we probably should have won that game. So common theme here, once the turnovers are above 10, we're probably losing that game. But with this game, we only lost by three points. And uh, that was a game uh, Brandon Shrewsbury was just uh, awesome that game. He had uh, six three-pointers. At times, he looks like Steph Curry. But then the game that I'm going to get to in, mo in moments here, uh, he couldn't hit the ocean. But very streaky. But, man, when he's hitting that uh, three-pointer, uh, look out. Uh, and then Wake Forest, our last game uh, to end the month of February, we win 70 to 65. Uh, Wake Forest was a decent team. They were 18 to 9, uh, fourth in the ACC. However, they were coming off a big win against Duke, uh, but that's probably our biggest uh, win of the season against Wake Forest, uh, one of the top four teams in the ACC. Marcus Burton, outstanding. Uh, true freshman, 31 points uh, for Marcus Burton. Here's the key to 11 for 11 from the free throw line. And how many turnovers did we have uh, during this game? We only had six turnovers. Do I get that? Yeah, six turnovers during uh, the game. What did I say? Under 10 turnovers, we got a good chance to win the game. And we're probably winning the game when we're under 10 turnovers, the way it's been going lately. So uh, the last four games are, let's see here. No, uh, the last five games, we won four out of five. Uh, that's great. But then I wanted to say here too, Remember when I said our free throw percentage was only 68% for the month of January? For the month of February, 79%. So we upped it by 11%, cut down on the turnovers, better free throw percentage, uh, just more experience. You're gradually seeing how this team is becoming better and better. And uh, if they keep things up, watch out for this team. Uh, you know, obviously, we're not going to go to the tournament this year unless you win the ACC tournament, but that's pretty hard to do. That's five games in five days. And uh, I highly doubt that, but you never know. Second uh, talking point, as I went through the schedule here, uh, I want to call this uh, call these sweater guys or turtleneck guys. In my day, uh, this was more uh, the turtlenecks where you had those hideous turtlenecks in the early to mid-90s and even into the late 90s. Uh, then you wore that uh, cardigan sweater. Uh, you tr you're probably thinking, where am I going with this? Uh, I keep saying well, this is a very young team, mostly freshmen. Uh, sprinkled some sophomores. You know, we do have Matt Zona, who's a senior, but uh, he's not very productive, great leader, but that's about it. Um, but if you look at the young guys this year, Logan Imes, Micah Shrewsbury, Kerry Booth, and at one time in a different time, you could even say Marcus Burton, they're probably not playing their first year. They're probably redshirted. Uh, they're either you're not, not fine-tuned yet uh, need to get in the weight room to gain about 10, 15, 20 pounds just to uh, more or less kind of, you know, get up to speed with the college game. We don't have the luxury this year because 98% of the team was gone, uh, whether they graduated, transferred, uh, just left the team in general. 
you know, who knows? I don't want to get into that. But as I go through those players again, Logan Imes, Micah Shrewsbury, Carrie Booth, who are playing significant minutes this year, would be what I call a sweater guy on the bench. You know, they can practice with the team. However, they can't play in games. And you would see that so many times uh, throughout, you know, my, uh, you know, as a kid, I saw that in the 80s uh, when I was, you know, old enough to play in the early 90s to mid 90s. You would call the, I, I call these guys sweater guys or turtleneck guys, whatever you want to call them. They're sitting the bench uh, to fine tune their game. And they were pretty, not that they were bad players, but they were, uh, if at anything, solid players, but they needed to either, uh, some had to work on their grades. Um, some had to, as I said before, uh, work on their bodies, just fine tune their games. And these three individuals that I, I mean, look at, uh, even though Micah Shrewsbury has been, uh, hitting the three better, except for the Wake Forest game. Uh, very skinny kid. He could, he definitely could have uh, benefited from sitting out the year, but he's getting valuable experience as well. Kerry Booth. This guy could be a matchup nightmare for teams uh, for the years to come. He's about uh, 6'10", 6'9", but he's so skinny. He could probably gain 20, if not 30 pounds of muscle. I know that sounds a lot, especially 30 pounds of muscle, but if he can put on 15 to 20 pounds with his length, size he can shoot the ball really well great defender he's starting to come on too i mentioned earlier marcus burton if this is a veteran team uh that is a mike let's go back to the mike bray area where he would usually like to have veteran teams and he didn't like to play freshmen right away right away so he would redshirt them if it's a different time period even marcus burton who leads the team in store scoring he's a sweater guy too uh keba Jai, he's a sophomore but really needs to fine-tune his skills, but we need a big guy in there. He probably could have redshirted. And that's the thing, too, with these sweater guys, it may not have been freshman. It could be they play their freshman year. It obviously looks like uh, whether they got to gain some weight, you know, put some muscle on, fine-tune their game. Maybe they're struggling academically. You know, their sophomore season, they would redshirt. We saw that many times before. Uh, back to even those Mike Bray days, uh, Take uh, Tim Abramidis, a great player from back in the day, really good shooter. He was a sweater guy. He sat out his first year. Jaron Grant, remember that great 2015 Notre Dame team that they had? He was a sweater guy. He sat out his freshman season. So what I'm trying to get at, I know this has been a struggle this year. Things are getting better for the moment, but a lot of these guys probably wouldn't be playing in another time period is what I'm trying to say. They've been forced to play just because of the way the dynamics are for this season. So uh, don't just discount these sweater guys. It would have been great for them to sit out this year to fine-tune their game. But with this valuable experience that they're getting right now, uh, it may be a blessing in disguise is what I'm trying to say with the Logan Imes, Micah Shrewsberries, the Kerry Boos, Keba Jai, and I forgot to mention Tay Davis, another sophomore. He could have been another guy too that, hey, he let's sit him out for this season because we have such a veteran group. In the past, not now, this year, I mean, our average age is probably 19 and a half, 20 years old for this team. Uh, what else? I, I would just wanted to mention, too, uh, for my third talking point, uh, the upcoming schedule. So we're getting into March. Uh, this will be pretty much our last month to watch these guys because, obviously, we're not even going to the NIT unless for some reason weird things happen. I know they don't like to give with this podcast dates, but... I'm a guy that likes to break the rules a little bit here and there and how you guys going to know when to watch this uh, team. Uh, so March the 2nd, 
7.45 p.m. on the CW Network, we have a home game against Clemson. Then we're on the road for two games to close out the season. ACC Network, 7 p.m. against North Carolina. And then at Virginia Tech, uh, Saturday, March the 9th at 2.30 p.m. on ESPNU. So last three games, Clemson at home, at North Carolina, and then at Virginia Tech. Uh, check your local listings. I know they don't like me to give out the dates because if you're listening to this after the fact, uh, however, though, I think that's important with only three games left. Uh, so be it. Uh, but then just for some of my final thoughts right now, I'm going to really miss watching this team. I know we have uh, next year to watch them, but they're really coming into their groove. They're gelling right now. Uh, last uh, night watching the uh, post game. Uh, interview with Marcus Shrewsbury. He can, you can just tell from him too. It was on the ACC network. He's really pumped up right now as well. He's like, yeah, they're finally getting it. Uh, this young team, you know, just this, uh, I don't want to say the sky's the limit. That's too cliche, but if they can stay together, avoid injuries next year, uh, get some pretty good recruits coming in as well. Maybe we'll get some portal kids, but I know coach Shrewsbury really wants to establish, establish a culture first before he hits the portal too hard. And I get that. But at the same time, I think you, you kind of have to uh, mix and match some things, keep that uh, chemistry, keep that core group together. But if we need a, a, you know, a bigger guy to help out Keba Jai, uh, who is limited uh, talent-wise, but he does uh, give full effort. You know, he's a solid defender, but the thing is he's very limited right now, at least offensively. But if you want to hit that portal, I think eventually he'll get to that point. But again, he's got to establish that culture. But what I'm getting back to my point, I'm really going to miss watching this team. I know we have uh, next uh, next year to look forward to, but that's eight months away. And this team's probably not going anywhere. NIT, obviously not into the you know, big March Madness uh, uh, tournament. I'm, I'm going to miss that development because I've gotten used to them for each game. At times it looks like, as I can say, I can still say this, their offense still struggles. That's the worst part of this team, but it's gotten better. And I just want to, it just seems like with each game, I know they have a chance now to win the game. They had that before, but now with cutting down the turnovers, you're expecting to win. If they get under that 10 turnover limit that I, I don't want to say limit, but if they get under those 10 turnovers, I really think they're going to win the game. And I'm just, like I said, I'm just going to kind of miss, uh, once the season ends in March, I'd like to see that. I like, I like to see another month of development is what I'm trying to say, but we'll get to see them again, eight months later. Uh, and then hopefully it's, uh, I think a lot of us think it's, it's an NIT team next year, but I, I'm thinking, I'm thinking a little bit, I'm putting more of a, uh, optimistic look, especially if, uh, these freshmen turn out to be better than what we expect. And then if we can maybe get a couple portal kids and then, if these other, you know, the Tay Davises, the Kerry Booth, Micah Shrewsbury, because we have a star player in Marcus Burton with those complimentary players, if they make leaps and bounds from year one to year two, watch out. I always think of a, a Russell Carter, who, who is a very average at best player his first three years. And then that 2017, when Luke Herringote was a freshman, he was, he was our, one of our star players. I never would have thought Russell Carter would have been a great player for Notre Dame, but by his senior season, he was. If these complimentary players can make that jump from year one to year two, watch out. But uh, that's all my talking points for the February recap. 
Uh, this team's really coming on. I can't say it enough. Watch them if you get a chance. Uh, it's not the 1996 Kentucky team or the 91-92 Duke team. We got a ways to go before we become one of those great teams. But this team, watch out in the next couple years. They're making great strides right now. And I don't think any ACC team wants to play them in the ACC tournament that's coming up here in March because they're probably one of the hotter teams right now in the ACC. I can't believe I'm saying that, but it is. Uh, that That's the case right now. So thank you so much for joining me for episode 129. And as always, go Irish. <laughs>